everyone should have a voice at the table. Like, I don't know why that we have put such a big stigma on humans and labeling as to what voice you get to have. Like, you know, the whole quiet quitting thing? Oh, yeah. That was uh, pissing me off. Yeah. Tech, especially in Utah, is very male-dominated. But you just kind of have to own it. Welcome, Murray and Megan. Hi. Murray, introduce yourself and then tell us what you would want to do a podcast about. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Murray. Um, a little background about me. Work currently as a cell executive right now at Zenny. Been there for the last six months. We work with like founders and startups, helping them with their bookkeeping and accounting services and help streamline that with them. So it's been super fun. Really like that. Been in sales for like seven years. Yeah. We work together, all of us, so, <laughs> prior, so yes. that's been great. Um, but no, if I were to start a podcast, I would want to do it around, you know, that's a great idea. Exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to decide like what I'd <laughs> want to do it around, but yeah. definitely something with women in, in confidence and like have, letting them have a voice yeah. within like the corporate world, just the world in general. Yeah, um, it's a big deal. Yeah. So that something like that, just empowering women. I feel like I've been like fortunate enough to have enough women in my life where I feel like being in sales, I can have a voice and feel confident with the work I do, but not a lot of people have that. And yeah. I want to give that to other women. Yeah. That's amazing. We'll talk about that. Okay. Megan, go ahead. Hey, Ben. My name Megan. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I just was like, you forgot the water. Go You're ahead, so Megan. Um, I'm an account executive over at Corso. So I get to work with a lot of e-commerce businesses and founders and i really love it we just provide sustainable shipping protection so it's great because like making the world a better place and solving a problem so i love it yeah there you um go. and then i also started a d2c event called ecom sweetie and it's for women in the direct-to-consumer space and um, we just kind of found a need there after going to a few conferences and realizing we were the only girls. And then everyone just asked whose wives or girlfriends we were. And we're like, hmm. No okay. way. Yeah, it was so bad. I was like, it is 2022. What is happening? Yeah. So we just started our own event. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. That, yeah, that reminds me of like, I used to work in the car industry a long time ago. And you would like see a, a woman come in. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, where's your husband? And that was, that's like how you lose a deal. Yeah. Because actually what we found out, we're like, they were the decision makers like almost all of the time. Oh, always. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, like all the You're time. You're married, you should know. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember, well, funny story though. So the, the house we're recording in right now, I bought, well, I signed on before my wife had seen it. Yeah. That was, I got lucky though. I was like, I and you guys are still here together. Lucky. Yeah, that's right. I got <laughs> you made super it lucky. Very lucky. But yeah, that's wild how, and, and that's actually why I want to talk to both of you on the podcast um, was because, you know, so, you know, and we've told the story before, but like, I've always wanted to make um, my platform available for people to like, the original thesis for the podcast was like to help people share their story. And to like get people's names out there. So like the tagline of the podcast is a podcast for the little guys. Oh, I love that. Because yeah, not everybody gets a voice. Like no, normally we wouldn't get to do this. Like for sit sure. in front of cameras and nice mics and like have a conversation and then put it on YouTube. I don't freak hate out. That so much. <laughs> but like, but like it's necessary, right? Like it's yeah. like you have to. Some of these hard conversations that you have to have, we ha you have to make them public because like some people just don't like get that and they want that, right? And uh, I think it's funny. So the, some of those events, Megan, were like geek out, right? Did you get, did you both go to geek out? I didn't. Megan did, but yeah. And that was that where a lot of it happened. I don't know. We can call it. 
Yeah, yeah, it was it was that. And then there was another couple that we went to as well. So those events are typically smaller groups of people heavier networking. Yeah. And so we had more of those conversations. And that's (laughs) kind of when I met another girl who was there at the same time. And we were both like, where are all of the girls? And and then I asked her, I'm like, have you been asked like whose wife or girlfriend you are? She's like so many times. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. So how did you respond to that? Did you, did you I smoke them like, or what? Looked him straight in the face. I was like, I'm here for business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and they're like, oh, I'm terrible. so sorry. I'm like, yeah, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dumbass question is that? Oh, seriously. Yeah, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Dude, that's a, yeah, that's a wife. I just want to come walk around. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm actually, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's tough. Good for you, though. Smoke them. Because like you, that's I, I think that's how you learn. Like, that's how we were talking about it before the podcast. But that's happened to me a couple of times where you like assume something you're trying to like dig. But the cool thing about it, though, is in this in like a podcast situation is usually like we both know, like we're trying to learn. And so if I get smoked, it's like, OK, I deserve that one. And now we learn. Right. And we yeah, move on. But at those, at those weird e-commerce. Yeah, and and because and we were at Via it all together, right? And it was just wild how it really was just a lot of men. Even though I would, I had thought previously coming into Via, like when we were talking about e-commerce, I was like a, a lot of a lot of women in mm-hmm. the space. Yeah, but like I don't know, maybe it's just I don't know, I don't know what happened. Like, tell me your thoughts. I will say <laughs> that Via did have more women yeah. than most companies I've worked at previously in leadership roles in sales. Yes. So that was exciting as well, because I feel like, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we're in sales. There's not yeah. many of us yeah. women. We're doing rare. It. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you, so what's your experience like? Like, how do you approach that? Um, because I would assume that with the exception of maybe via, like a lot of the times you find yourself in the minority. Is that the right word mm-hmm. or what? Yeah. Like, yeah. and how did, and how do you approach those conversations? Like, like, what are some of your experiences? Oh my gosh. So many experiences. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I honestly just kind of own it. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm a woman in the sales space. I'm in corporate. I'm in tech. And tech, especially in Utah, is very male dominated. Like the amount of times I go to Mobetas in Lehigh and I'm the only girl always <laughs> too. But you just kinda have to own it because, you know, if you if you want to play like the victim card of, you know, being a minority in it, it's not really gonna get you anywhere. But if I walk in and I say, like, I know my value, I know what I'm worth, and like just because I'm a girl doesn't mean that it's I'm going to do worse. Right. Usually I do better. And yeah. it's just another thing to kind of like prove and show for. And yeah, kind of got to yeah. handle it and just kind of brush some of the comments under the rug. Well, that's the cool part about sales, right? It's mm-hmm. like you really you like write your own page. It's like yeah. a nice place to like. It's, I mean, <clears throat> in a perfect world, sales is a level playing field. You go in there, you make your money and then you bounce. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Murray? I mean, one thing I'll add with what Megan just said is the fact that like Megan does own it um, and you worked with her previously, but like that gives other women like confidence to realize that they can also own it or they can feel confident doing what she's doing. Yeah. Um, I would say earlier on in my sales career where I was very much in a corporate world, it wasn't tech, it wasn't startup, it was very corporate. It was very intimidating at first being, you know, in a room full of men and being, you know, super young really early on in my career and not knowing if like what I had to say was important or if it even like stood value for, for these men that I was in the room. And a lot of the time at the beginning, it didn't. And it was really hard to like, even like speak up, you know, how guys get when they're all together, they just like start going after it. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, yes. that's just how guys <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah. I mean, women do the same thing. Yeah, get us all together and we're all just chatty. But I think at the very beginning, it was really hard for me to to have a voice and to be confident with saying, hey, like, I think we should try this approach or, hey, this is I actually brought in more than you. Um, mm. You want to know that because you're still talking. <laughs> but, you know, so it took a while. And oh, I think a lot awesome. of it just had to do with like learning more about myself and being confident with who I am. So I can and did get to the point like what Megan was just saying, it was just like owning it. Like yeah. oh, I am a woman in sales in tech in startup world and whatever the industry I'm in and I'm proud of it. And you know what? I'm here to kick ass. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, going to do that. that. Yeah. And that's why I love, I love sales. I mean, I had, I had a team. Um, I've had like a lot of sales teams where it's, you know, I always try to have a good mix because Sales is just one of those things where people, the, my, my big hot take with sales is like, you're not going to sell everybody and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, if you're a leader, that's why you need diversity on the team. Yeah. You need as many different backgrounds and people and styles as you can get, because that's how you capture more of the market, right? Like, because it's just true. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. piss some people, like I'm, I'm 5'11", 280, and I have a <laughs> beard and a big tattoo. Like I scare people. Like mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm like, I was at the car dealership and I had to learn how to like walk towards people. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, like I'd get excited and like run and then they would like run away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, wait, but they're like, car. they're like, no, this isn't it, man. This isn't the car dealership. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But like, you have yeah. to, so like you have to know that. But like when I talk to set, when I talk to some other sales leaders and, and you know, some of these bros and they're like, no, we'll close every deal. And I'm like, dude, it's just not possible. Yeah. It's not fair either mm-hmm. to like put some people through that. And so I like that. I like, I like the fact that in sales, like you need that diversity across the, the plate. And, um, what was your first, what was the corporate job you're talking about? Um, in structure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So they, yeah. They're educational like, canvas. Canvas. Like, yeah. yeah. So I mean, amazing company to work for. It mm. was, I mean, literally where my sales career, I would say like took off prior to like door to door sales and things like How that. How was that? Those were interesting times. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't, <laughs> I did it I don't like the door to door blows. Yeah. And I have a homie who like owns a pest control company. Yeah. And I was like, I like you, but he was like, you should come sell for me. And I was like, nah, I'm good, dude. No, <laughs> no. way, dude. Some people are like made for it. Love it so much. I loved yeah. being outside and walking around um, and seeing other people's dogs. But uh, <laughs> actually like having the conversations, like yeah. going to someone's house, like it just like was more like a safety thing, I think, because I was like left alone. I had weird things happen to me. And it's just I like, I don't want to enter someone's home. I shouldn't. That's weird. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is kind of. Yeah. I mean, I served, I served an LDS mission. And so some of the sister missionaries that we, we served with at the time would tell us some of their experience. And I was like, I was like, what is happening? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's wild. It's weird. It's like what people think is okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In 2022, like you mentioned. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why would you walk up to a, a girl at a business event and be like, whose wife are you? Yeah. I would slap somebody. So <laughs> I'd like, tell my were, daughter were to slap to, somebody. Like, pick you up or like, was it like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no idea. But they're then, like, so, so they're like, they're brain So are you taken or can I ask you out? And then I'm also like, why are you asking people out at a business right, event? Right. You know what? Either well, one. That's just me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, Holy that's God. not normal. But then, but then you kind of did the American dream, which is like, you know, like we'll create our own there. Mm-hmm. And you, did you have you had your first event? I yeah. think so, right? Yeah, okay. we did in June and it was awesome. It was so fun to just be in a room full of women who are entrepreneurs or hold a high title in their space for really big brands mm-hmm. and then have them come to us and say, 
you know, I really needed this event. Have them talk about how we had one girl who she's like really high up in a pretty well-known e-commerce software space. And she came up to us and was like, I am just so grateful to be here because it made me feel like my job is important. My partner, he's in sports broadcasting and a lot of it is his job. And she's like, and sometimes I just feel like I get swept under the rug and don't feel like my job's as important. So Mm. it was really great to come here. And we had a lot of comments like that. And it was really cool too, because we were able to, at the conference, speak not only on like e-commerce, but we talked about mental health and we talked about what it is to be a woman in leadership and different things that we can do and how we can grow our networks and everything. And so I don't know if we would have been able to necessarily do that in a, it would have been more taboo, I guess, in a more diversified space um, to be able to talk about like working during circadian rhythm and like <laughs> just different things like that. So, I mean, yeah, it was really awesome too. That's get cool. To do and, that. and you had, I mean, was this a group of you or who was, I mean, there was a lot of people involved, I'm sure. Yeah. A lot of uh, other women. Where'd you guys have it? We had it in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's so, dope. Yeah. Flew out to one of the e-com hubs, held it there. We had, we like intend to keep it less than hundred people every time. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. Interesting. Kind of keep what it. made you decide to do that? Yeah. Honestly, we did a lot of our format based off of Geek Out because we saw how well it worked for the attendees Absolutely. just in terms of it's a very. Do they limit their attendees? Yeah. Oh, they wow, do. Yeah. So it just creates more of like a relationship based event because instead of going to a room of a thousand people and you find like one little group that you stick with. You're in a room of a hundred people and everyone's there is just talking with new groups all the time mm. and everyone's going out at night. Like it was like a four day work party. Like it, <laughs> I love that. So it was fun. I came back with no voice because <laughs> you're out talking and then everyone goes and gets drinks and goes out and, and it's a lot of fun. And so yeah. we wanted to keep that same type of energy and environment where girls could kind of just let loose, leave responsibilities at home and at work and come here and learn and take time for themselves as well. Heck yeah. yeah. I love that. And then, and you're posting a lot about women in sales. And I, I do you, did you guys know that there's a women in sales like group here in Utah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we went to one of them. Yeah. Events. We went to some of their events. Cool. Yeah. They're so amazing. I, they're, Shout out to women in sales. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. So I had three of them on. I think they're three founders. I think Gwen Coleman came on, Lynette Richards, and then Taylor. I don't remember her name, actually. I'm going to stop before I embarrass myself. <laughs> I can't remember her name, but there were three and they were, it was like a really cool. And then, um, they have those events where you nominate everybody. Mm-hmm. Shelby was nominated. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. And she deserved it. Yeah. Shout course. out to Shelby. Yeah. Um, but like, but, and, and so Murray, you're uh, in, I mean, obviously big advocate for women in sales and just like, tell us what made you want to get into that flow and like into that space. I mean, obviously you're there, but like not very many people make the jump from like, being in there right and then to like you know what i need to like start forming a message around this and putting it out there so like what 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 was the tipping point for you or like what made you do that um i think honestly it was probably like a couple years ago um when i was struggling still like in my sales career finally like i was talking about before like where i felt like i got confidence and felt like i knew who i was knew my worth and there was like this like light switch i was like oh my gosh like I can freaking do this. Like I can do sales. Like I understand what I need to do. And like, as we all know, like we've all been in sales. Sales is not difficult. The difficult part is the grind and being able to be like mentally savvy every single day and showing up. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like a couple of years ago where I was like, okay, like this is the switch. I want to help other women because I have 
amazing women in, in my life, people I've worked with in my past and also friends in my life that are either in some sort of sales role or they're in some sort of role within the corporate world. Either way, whether your title is sales or you're just a woman in the corporate world, there's still a confidence factor that plays into it. And a lot of my friends would always come and talk to me and complain about, gosh, this, this, this situation happened with you know this person or with my boss or with a colleague or with a client and not feeling like they knew how to handle the situation, let alone like just watching their confidence get shot after like left field, right field. Like everyone was just like coming after them. I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's gnarly. <laughs> well, and, and that's kind of like what we talked about, like when I had Robin Cohen on, um, she, you know, we talked about like, because sales. So for me, this was a big switch for me. Like, because when I got into sales, like I got into sales because sales is sales. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter who you are. Like you get in there, but then like, you know, the blinders come off a little bit and you start to realize like, it's easy for me because I can like go into a room and I can get training and I can demand things, but other people don't feel comfortable having those conversations, right? Like, like people of color or like people in the LGBTQ community, women, right? Like, and that's when I saw like, so that's what they're talking about. It's not a disconnect in the sales, right? Mm -hmm. It's like opportunities and like for like learning and training. And so it's just, yeah, that was. And when Robin said that, she's like, everybody needs to feel like they have a spot at the table to like talk about things. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, damn, that's, Cause I, I saw that, like you, you look back and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You're like that, that's a big thing that needs to change. So like, how do you approach? Cause I mean, obviously we, we would love it to happen every time where somebody goes, okay, I have a problem and you go, okay, let's, let's chat. Right. Yeah. Be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. But like, and, and so, steps. and so I get, but like, that's the hard part is like, I just have a lot of empathy for that because I've been in those situations where you feel like you can't talk to somebody mm-hmm. and that's terrifying. It's like, oh, this sucks so bad. And so how do you, like, what are some things that you do to like, maybe, I don't know how to phrase the question, but like force yourself to have those conversations, maybe like break through those anyway, even though it's kind of tough or like, what advice do you have for people like in leadership who suck at communication, right? Like, what do you think, Marae? Take a class. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's fair. No, but I'm just saying like, for real though. Yeah, honestly, like that's one thing I think you know, our educational system didn't do us justice. And like, we don't know how to communicate. And mm-hmm. that obviously shows yeah. in any type of relationship you're in, whether yeah, it's people ask you personal or, pro- right. you know, professional, <laughs> right? Like yeah. people don't know how to have even difficult conversations yeah. or be able to express their, their views or their opinions that might be different from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think for, you know, for leaders that don't know how to have a certain type of conversation, like YouTube, Google. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, there's so many tools out there for all of us to be better communicators or to be able to use our voice and have those conversations. It's just, do you care enough to learn and change your ways? Yeah. Sounds like you've had this conversation a few times. (laughs) I've had the conversation for sure, but it's mainly just like out of like love and just like, guys, we can do so much better. Like, and even myself, like, if I don't know how to handle a conversation, like, I need to figure out the why I can't mm-hmm. or why I feel uncomfortable, making sure I'm educating myself on whatever that the the background, the background story of oh, whatever yeah, the topic yeah, like is. And then you're able to then communicate that. But I also think like a lot of the times in sales, we all we want to do is talk because mm-hmm. we think that's how we're going to close the deal. And if the other person doesn't talk, then like we've looped them and we're good to go. Mm-hmm. It's usually like the opposite. The opposite. Yeah. If you actually oh, just sure. like close your mouth, 
and like listen to what people actually have to say. And if you have like an ounce of caring for somebody else and respect, I think the conversation is going to go just fine. Yeah. It's just taking that second to like breathe, listen to what they're saying. If you are feeling triggered or defensive, figure out the why really quickly. Mm-hmm. Either excuse yourself or just like rip the bandaid off and have the conversation. Yeah. Just have the conversation. Yeah. And I think too, like staying curious, especially yeah. in sales, like understanding why they're facing these issues or like why they're running their processes the way they are, or even in leadership roles, like why are you like, why are they not hitting quota? You know, why are they only showing up to work for two hours? Like there's something that's going on there rather than just everyone wants to think, oh, they're lazy or, oh, they don't Mm. actually have Mm -hmm. any issues or whatever it may be. So just being curious and figuring out why that is and communicating that just like Marie was saying, like, know the topic, know what you're talking about, Mm. ask them and have Mm -hmm. them know because they know. They, yeah. they just you just gotta get them to tell you <laughs> that they know yeah and it's funny because like the word the word that comes to my head when you guys are explaining this is just like empathy right yeah, yeah definitely. because like in my so that's a topic that i've studied a lot like weirdly enough mm-hmm. and empathy is like very tactical mm-hmm. as well like you can have really difficult conversations with a lot of empathy mm-hmm. and so like when I learned about that um you know kind of your point like because yeah for sure like we all get defensive when when you're in um, conversations where you're mm-hmm. like, dude, what the heck is going on? And you know, sometimes I, I even will get in these conversations and be like, I feel like that's a personal jab, but then empathy breaks through and you're just like, wait a minute. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. One of my favorite, um, <clears throat> yeah, the, I mean like when I teach, so like I go back into my hometown into the high school and I teach entrepreneurship and the first rule of entrepreneurship is like the first rule of sales which is like ask and then shut the hell up mm-hmm. and stop yeah. talking. Oh, <laughs> like, really I tell people all the time, they're like, what am I doing wrong in my deals? I'm like, you're talking too much. Mm-hmm. I can already tell. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the first rule. Yeah, it really is. If you do like a whole presentation without a single question back to them or like yeah. type of engagement thing, your deal's done. They've they're screened over eyes. They're not paying attention. Maybe yeah. you'll get lucky, but it's yeah, important to keep them. Think engaged. about like how you like to be like communicated to though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably how the other person would like to be communicated as well. Like show yeah. that you care. Don't talk about yourself. Like think about <laughs> any worst first date story. It's usually because the guy or the girl is talking about themselves the entire, the entire time. time. You lose interest because you actually don't care. Yes. And they sure. don't ask any questions about you. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, this was such a great date. And you're like, <laughs> do you like, know anything about anything. me? <laughs> Like that was terrible. Yeah. Did you that they did that experiment? Um, have you read the book Never Split the Difference? Oh, no. it's been on my bookshelf for months. I okay, we well, need to put every. I'm not joking. You need to put every book down and, re- and pick that one up. Okay. Just because, like, uh, in in there, um, there's a technique, and so it's a weird sales book because mm-hmm. it's like the Chris Voss is a FBI hostage negotiator, mm-hmm. and you're like, we don't do that, right? Like, we can split the difference, and sometimes we do mm-hmm. make concessions, and that's okay. But anyway, he talks about a there's a technique called like labeling, which is like you, you know, he goes through and he's like the last few words. Right. So if somebody says like, so like for me, what works all the time is like, if somebody goes like, I want a discount and I'm like discount and I'll smile like that until my head and like discount. And then they'll tell me more, right? Like I don't have to talk and they just act, they, like okay. they, like they just feel like they have to justify their answer, which is the, which is the point. Right. But anyway, he did a, they did this, they did this like fun little game where they sent somebody in and he wasn't allowed to talk about himself at all. Mm -hmm. He was only allowed to, it's called mirror. It was not labeling. Sorry. It's mirroring, Mm -hmm. which is like, and so he would just, he went into the party with his wife and he was, he wasn't allowed to talk about himself at all. He was just only allowed to mirror. And so he'd go up to everybody and they'd be like, how's your day? And he'd be like, how's your day? 
And he's like, they would respond, right? And he's like, yeah. or they'd be like, I play football. He'd go, play football. And then they would just keep talking. And like, he left the party. He left the party and he was like, they're like, your husband is the most awesome. He's the most interesting guy I've ever met in my life. And he didn't say anything. Wow. He just, we would just do the, and like, obviously you got to play it right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you can't just like keep doing that because then you'll piss somebody <laughs> off. Yeah. So like, obviously, right. <laughs> obviously there's like pieces of it that aren't in the book that I'm sure happened in real life, but it's just interesting because you talk, like you mentioned that, right. You just like get people to talk mm-hmm. and then they'll tell you everything you need to know. And uh, it's just interesting, but yeah, you just shut up and listen. Just shut up because yeah. yeah. it's so true. People just want to be heard. It's That's true. It. Right. It's so and, true. and you know what? I don't know if I, I don't know if I've, I mean, I've told this story in the podcast, but I don't know if you guys know this, but so I read the book, mm-hmm. I read never split the difference. And one of the things that he said he got better at, he went to volunteer at the suicide hotline. Mm-hmm. So you just like pick up phones and like, and that's it, right? Somebody calls that and like, you're having really hot conversations. So I, at the time in my life, I couldn't like sit down at the national suicide hotline and like take calls. So, but there's a text crisis text line where you can like sit down at night and like text people, okay. like people will text in and they'll text back. So of course, like this was the most humbling experience one year of my life because you had to sign up for a year. You had to like get anyway. And they called them em- empathy MVPs. But the thing was, is like people would call in and they would be like, like we had calls. I mean, we had texts every night that were like, this is it. Mm. And you're like, holy shit. And so you want to do like everything in your body, at least for guys, right? Like we want to solve things, right? So we just like, and I get it, right? You got to know, you got to know who you are. And so that's what they're like, you're, you're going to want to solve everything, but you can't. And like there, there was explicitly like, do not offer any suggestions or like, uh, and don't, don't like, we're not problem fixers. Mm -hmm. We're just there. And you'd be so like, it blew my mind how many people we would come in and be like, really, they call them like hot conversations. And then you just like, you know, they're doing this and, and you just say, Hey, my name is Dalton. What's your name? And like, that would be the response to like, I had, like, I'm ready to end it was like, this is your response. Like, Hey, uh, that sounds really hard. My name's Dalton. What's your name? Like th- nothing else. Oh my gosh. And it was wild. How oh like gosh. quickly though, like things deescalated. And they're being heard. Like, they're yeah, like, exactly. Oh. And that was it. Like, they're like, they're Oh yeah. Wanting to listen to yeah. And then, yeah. you know, they'd be like, you know, I'll just see my name's John. Hey, John. Are you okay? Are you safe? Mm-hmm. And then you just like start. Oh, you're safe. Okay, great. Tell me about what happened today. And that was it. That was like you I didn't melt my heart. You know, well, but like it's crazy because like I didn't know that. And so yeah. you know, I'm a, I was a big dumb animal before I did that freaking thing. You know what I'm saying? And so you just learn how to talk to people, and you're like, oh, actually, people actually don't want their problems solved. They, I mean, they do, right? Like, I'm not saying that. I mean, eventually we went through our safety things yeah. to make sure that everything was okay, but not at first, right? People just like needed something more than like. Right. Hey, let me call 911 for you. Like, yeah, yeah. That's not it, right? No. no. Have you seen that video? It's not about the nail. Yes. No. What? Oh, like with gotta... the nail on the forehead. Yes, yes, right? yes. So yeah. The girl has the nail on the forehead. I would show it to you, but we're on a podcast right now. Okay. After <laughs> but the it's, podcast, I want yeah, to it's only like two. Minutes, it's only like two minutes, and and you show. I show it. It's got like got like fourteen billion. Not billion, but there's a lot of Jeez. views on it. <laughs> there's a lot of views, but it's like a minute forty eight, right? Yeah, it came out like years, years, years ago. ago. I think I watched it when I was in high school at one point too. Like, I think they show it to everybody. Because so I'm just of, really yeah. behind the times. Well, no, but the girl has. <laughs> I don't know. Let me. Yeah, I, I was going to talk to you about that. So. We'll talk about that offline. I don't think so. No, but like, um, you this is just, this woman has a nail on her forehead, and she goes to talk to her husband, and he's like, she's like, my head really hurts, and he's like, well, you have a nail in your forehead, and she's like, 
well, that's not the point. And he's like, yeah, but I swear that if you took it out, like it would right. stop hurting. And anyway, goes through the whole thing. And it's just this whole idea of like, will you just like stop for a second? Right. And, and it's true. Like, and not a lot of people, cause I was like, what is it like an ego thing or what? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I think it's just, I don't know either. Well, I think also like a lot of us, most of us are all like pretty self-absorbed in our own world. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think social media technology has done that and heightened that even more so to where you really don't have to talk to anybody Mm -hmm. if you really don't want to uh, with the technology that we have. Which is wild. It's so weird. (laughs) So then when you are having conversations with people, I think it's like foreign for us to like then be like genuine and not be like how you would text like super cold like <laughs> yeah with no girl. emotion involved yeah. i think we're just like draining ourselves of like turning off the emotion button yeah. and we've completely forgotten how to just like be human yeah and that was one thing so this last weekend i went to a camp convoy on we ventures put on this whole oh like, yeah with scott camp, yeah, yeah scott, scott paul and um trent and all those guys they was they did a great event um but actually scott's wife natalie we were all by the fire. We had just gotten done with one of the sessions and we were in a very deep conversation. She's amazing. And all of a sudden I was like, wait, Natalie, as a click around, everybody was so into their own conversations with somebody else next to them. Nobody was on their phones. Everybody was like looking at each other in the face, making eye contact. And we sat there and watched that for probably three minutes. And everybody was just so interested in the other person and their lives and connecting i was like this is what we're missing yeah Yeah. this is what we're missing yeah Yeah. i don't have that anymore so i don't know i think we need we need to do that more i am a big advocate for that like more campfires guys (laughs) conversations just hit different (laughs) (laughs) just get another level absolutely well you know because and that's why like um you know my thing to politics and not to bring up politics but that's what how i um view that right is like mm-hmm. you, like we're not as divided as we might think we are like there's extremes like don't get me wrong but like there's we actually have a lot of a lot of stuff in common like mm-hmm. i remember when my political views well there were two times when my political views changed the first one was when i was taking my accounting degree and i took governmental accounting mm-hmm. and i was like no this isn't <laughs> it, this isn't it and then the second time was i was watching a reel it was like a long time ago when like first when reels first came out or maybe tiktok or whatever um but anyway the guy was like why i'm not left or right and he panned and like showed his whole bookshelf mm. and he and i was like oh because you're like learning and talking to other people that's right okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're actually all kind of in the middle we it makes a lot of sense <laughs> and like doing those conversations with empathy and having yeah. an open mind because if you go into them having a conversation <laughs> and it's really just yeah we get in a debate it's not gonna it's not going to be a positive outcome right. for anyone. No. You know, like your opinions don't have to change going into a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're listening with empathy and open mind, like, I understand why you see that. And mm-hmm. like, this is why I agree or don't agree. Yeah. And then you walk away and you're like, that was a good conversation. Yeah. I learned a lot. And hopefully, like, there's no ill will. Right. No. And, and what was funny about that is, though, like, as we were talking, um, I've had a lot of conversations. But, you know, when my view changed, because I used to care, like, I mean, and, and everybody does to a little bit, right? Because like mm-hmm. you care what people think about you and that's fine. Like we need that to a, to a certain extent, right? Um, but I don't know. I heard a quote and I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard it too, but it's like you, you'll, uh, you won't care what other people think when you realize how little they do, like, or what they think about you when you realize how little they do. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So like, well, why don't we just have a conversation and like 
you know, learn about others. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and they're probably not thinking about like, right. Like nobody goes into a conversation. Like I hate this guy. He's an idiot. Most of the time it's like, most of the, well, they well most of the time, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> like, most of the time, like they're just thinking about how to like save face for them. Yeah. And so like you break past that and you know, and you have some really beautiful conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I've probably done like, like Ben and I have probably done over 200 hours of these interviews. Oh. And uh, there's, there's been a few times where I'm like, dang, dude, this is a wild interview. We should just stop it right now. <laughs> Please just keep going. You're like, all right. And then sometimes, but some, and sometimes they, and what's funny is like, uh, just an interesting fact, like, 240 plus but there's probably 10 that i never published really there's probably there's probably 10 that were just too wild i was like i can't do it i don't have like a thought like i'm not i don't know and it's just a weird thing like how responsible are you for what other people say Mm -hmm. i don't know i've had to battle with that it's kind of weird but anyway it's just it's just weird but like um so so back to like this whole idea of like what else can we do to like I guess pave the way for like, so I, and I told, and I tell this, like you, you guys have seen me post it, I'm sure, but like, I'm a girl dad. Mm-hmm. That's when everything changed. Yeah. It was crazy. My daughter is fiery we and she that. is like freak and, and no, and she's all, and it's great. And you don't like, and, and I never understood like when, when you'd hear people say like, when, when like some women would just say like, I was like, you know, my dad like would really like push things down or like mm-hmm. try to. Actors, I was like, I didn't get that. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I, I don't think that was it. Right. But now I see it. Like, cause mm-hmm. I, sometimes I'll catch myself and I'm like, no, this is, we just need to do it differently. Right. Like, um, it, just trying to teach my, yeah. Anyway, it's just a while, but yeah, that's why I do this because it's like, you know, she has like her mother and there's a lot of strong women in her family, but then like other people, right. Like representation mm-hmm. out there, like, that's what I want to get. So she can see people who look like her I love that up there. And you're like, absolutely. So like, what else? I mean, like, I'm sure you guys have thought about it. I'm sure you guys have opinions. What do you think, Megan? Just in terms of like how to get. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah. more women, more women feel comfortable in in the space. Like, yeah, I think a lot of it starts internally too, um, for them to go in and just have the confidence in themselves. I think sometimes we get a lot of like outside opinions affecting our own in terms of oh, like, that's crazy. Like you're a woman in sales. Like that's super awesome. You're like, yeah, it is really awesome. <laughs> um, and you want to hold on to that. And yeah. sometimes it's negative opinions coming in too. And you just kind of have to brush those off. So I think if there's a way that we can teach, especially young girls in junior high and elementary school, because that's where you kind of really start learning yourself and developing and then moving into high school. If we can start teaching them at that young age that, Hey, you really can do anything that you want. You just have to work hard and believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. It's once we can start doing that and have people advocate for, for young girls, then I think that's when we're going to start to see a really big change and see more confident women in, in roles and just in the world. And it doesn't have to necessarily be corporate, but in any, yeah. Yeah. even just in motherhood too, in general. And yeah. so I think that's something that's huge. And I love hearing that you're a girl dad. My dad's a girl dad too. And he, I have to give him a little shout out because growing up, I'm like, dad, I'm going to be more successful. <laughs> and he's like, I hope you are. Yeah. And I think like that was awesome because my dad's like the typical man's man. Like my mom's a yeah. stay at home mom. And they both have just raised us to be independent and work hard. And I got super lucky to have that in my home. And so I would love to yeah. just continue to have that spread and have you know, if it's not in your home, because not everyone has the same family situation, sure. you have a mentor to look out for. And so, or 
ecom world. Exactly. Yeah. We, we do want to expand ecom sweetie to like sweetie, junior yeah. high events and like building that confidence. That'll be a few years down the road when we can all be so cool. Take off. But yeah, I think it'd be seriously so passionate about that and like building confidence in young girls. Yeah. And so, yeah. And my one, well, and, and I'll let you go. But that was one thing. So I have a scholarship back in my hometown mm-hmm. and there, and I have, and I have two. So one for a, a, a boy to win and one for a girl to win. So y'all like, I was like, cause it's cool. Right. Because well, and I, I don't know. Are you guys from small towns or like bigger towns? It was what? small when I lived there. But now it's, not small. <laughs> I was like, now it's grown a lot. I was yeah. like, yeah. So my town has shrunk. So it started with like 10,000 people. I think mm-hmm. that was like eight, seven or eight. So like when you're in the small town, everybody like, so I wanted it to be as fair as I could make it. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so everybody competes against, right. Like we're not having like this male dominated thing because I didn't want it like that. And so, yeah, because like in high school, like you don't, you don't want to be like, so, so everybody, and, and I don't know, I got some pushback on that. Like it's participation trophy. I'm like, no, cause there's only one winner. Yeah. Right. Okay. But I'm just giving it to both. And yeah. by the way, Fuck you. It's yeah. my money. Right? So, <laughs> you don't get to be picky about yeah. the scholarship. I was, I was like, it's not yours. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's fine. I so go, go ahead, Murray. No, I think a lot of it just starts with conversations like this being had. Mm-hmm. I mean, being open about women in sales, women in corporate, just like having conversations and not even about women, just like everyone should have a voice at the table. Mm-hmm. I don't care what your background is, where you've come from. Like, I don't know why we have put such a big stigma on humans and labeling as to what voice you get to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I like and that. it's just it's I mean, it started I since I was born, like way before my time. Like, that's yeah. just how it's been. And I do think like a lot of people do complain about like where we're at. But I also think if you look back the years previous, even five years ago, like we've come oh. so far mm-hmm. in just yeah. more being more accepting and allowing more people at the table whatever that table looks Mm -hmm. like and i think we just need to really understand that like guess what i'm not better than you you're not better than me so like why do we have that and like how do you strip Mm -hmm. that so i think it's just having these conversations with people really like genuinely caring for everybody Mm -hmm. is really what's going to make the biggest difference yeah you care for someone you're not going to give two shits what their background is (laughs) like you're going to want them to show up and be at the table with you yeah i mean that's like that whole like mission it's way bigger than anything that i probably can tackle but if i can hone in specifically on what i'm passionate about about women and growing their confidence like megan has alluded to as well like great if i can make a difference in someone's life like one person's life and let them know that they can have confidence because of who they are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that to me like means everything like Mm -hmm. we're only given so much time here Mm -hmm. like why don't we make the most of it yeah why don't we just have fun (laughs) with everybody i think we take life way too seriously and i think we are starting to really trying to pinpoint certain labels on people to try to like diminish yeah, sure. yeah like people's like <clears throat> light i guess yeah. i th- i think it's just such bullshit like yeah, let's just crazy. cut it out <laughs> like we really no one has no idea really yeah. about whatever is next we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow right show up love each other have fun <laughs> yes exactly we only have one life yeah let's just freaking live it and have fun like i don't yeah. think we need to make it this big ordeal and serious thing unfortunately that's the reality that yeah. we're in but mm-hmm the more people just like start to wake up and have these conversations, I think people are going to realize pretty quickly, like me and you are the same. Yeah. It does not matter if you're a male and I'm a female or whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Who cares? That kind of reminds me too of like hustle culture, how hustle culture I think <laughs> is so big. Yeah. And I was thinking about it on my drive home from work today. Um, 
because I really value my work-life balance and my relationships and my friends. And yeah, that means like, I'm not going to work 12 plus hour days anymore. I did that yeah. before and it literally killed my health. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's not, hospital it's- ruined my friendships, like just not good. And I think that everyone gets caught up and it might to just be like e-commerce and startups where it's like, I have to sacrifice my whole life to be successful. And I, I don't think that's necessarily true. And yeah. I think that's a lot of the perception. Um, I mean, you do have to work really hard yeah, to be yeah, successful, yeah. Yeah. no doubt. But you don't have to strain yourself to the brink of your health and ruin <laughs> your relationships and like yeah. mm-hmm. prevent that. And if that means that I'm not in the 1% one day, like <laughs> I'm fine with that. I get time with friends and family because yeah. like Mary's saying, life is short and we don't know when it's going to end. So enjoy it. Yeah. You know? And you know, what's funny about that is um, one of the other reasons I started the podcast was because like everybody looked up to like, and, and, and it's fine. Like, I don't care who you look up to, but like the Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, like all these big, right. Mm-hmm. Um, even like Sheryl Sandberg, who was at top at Facebook, right. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's looking up to like these hyper successful individuals. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I, so I had, so you mentioned Mobetas earlier. Mm-hmm. I chemo Mac was on the podcast. He's the founder of Mobetas. I love Mobetas. And it was crazy <laughs> because I go like, you know, I knew him. Mm-hmm. And so I, I texted him one day and I was like, Hey, I'm starting the podcast. You want to come do it? And uh, I was like, I know you're busy. So it's like 20 minutes. Like, we'll make this real quick because I know you're, you know, this big shot. And no, and no kidding. He sat down for two hours and like just spilled every little piece of knowledge that he had. Just, I mean, like, that's one of my favorite ones because I remember sitting at at the table and I was like, it was like one hour. So I'm like, all right, let's, you know, hey, thanks for coming. And he's like, hold on one more story. And then like 20 minutes later and he just keeps going. And I'm like. Holy crap, this, I mean, people pay tens of thousands of dollars for these fake mentors yeah. and like these fake business gurus. Yeah. And like, he just sat down for two hours and just told us his, everything for free. He just gave the playbook away. That's I was awesome. like, dang, man, that's crazy. What if more people did that though? Oh my gosh, yeah, it's, so it's cool. insane. And, and, and like, yeah, knowledge is, I mean, like you just share it. Like, it's not, it's not like that scarcity mindset too. Right. Yeah. yeah. So oh, like if they if they know thing. it, yeah. if they oh, know goodness. it, they're gonna. I don't care, bro. You're gonna you have to pay me you for my answers. And yeah. Like, I tell right. people that. So I th- I'm like, my conversations are free. Yeah. You can tag. Like, you want to start a podcast? Whatever. Just you got my number or you got my Facebook. Like, I'll tell yeah. you because yeah. it doesn't matter. Like nobody take like like it doesn't take away from anything. I don't mm-hmm. care. Like if no one ever listened to this podcast, I'd be fine. Because for me, so there's a lot of reasons, and it's kind of cool how it's evolved. But like. Another reason is like a journal, but like, just like keep it, keep everything. So, so anyway, it's, it's, it's funny, but, but yeah, I mean, it's just wild how like we have lost this, but, but have you, okay. I, I'm just a book nerd. As I'm sure you can tell. I love reading. It's good. Right? So like, have you read the subtle art of not giving a fuck by yes. Mark Manson? Mm-hmm. So the first chapter is no mm-hmm. start. Like the first chapter is like, I can't remember the, the title of it, but essentially he's like, start saying no to more things and like more things come your way. Um, because it's not about, it's not about giving, it's not about not giving a fuck about anything in life. It's about giving a fuck about the right things in life. Mm-hmm. And so you got to say no. And so it's great. Like, yeah. Like, you know, the whole quiet quitting thing. Oh yeah. I was I pissing me off, yeah. dude. Yeah. I was, I read a bunch of like on both sides and I was like, how about like you shut the hell up? Like if I, <laughs> Like if I want to work, work hard, like, and, and, and it's just like this different thing, right? Because, and here's why I'm not a fan of like, I'm pretty in the middle when it comes to quiet quitting. Like, I don't feel, I feel like if you don't love your job, Mm -hmm. you, you can't, you do have options, but at the same time, some people don't. So like, maybe we need to change the culture inside a company. But for me, the whole thing with quiet quitting, 
um, didn't make any sense because with people who are like, you should work hard and give. And I'm like, well, and the prime example was what we all went through with Via. I don't give a, like, <laughs> bro, you don't give a f- about me. Right. And, and by the way, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, um, but, but if one day I'm not right, if, if one day I don't balance on the balance sheet, you're going to chop my head off. And that's totally cool, bro. But like, don't come on Facebook. Don't come on LinkedIn the next day and tell, tell me about all your work is a bunch of lazy pieces of shit. And you just, like, you, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And you just yeah. laid off half your staff. Like, that's not a you problem, dog. That's a, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't really quiet about any of that either. I was super pissed. Oh, oh they sent, God. they sent me like a, they sent me like a cease and they were like, you got to stop talking. I was like, all right, whatever. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, I was super mad, but like, yeah, but the, but the thing with so. me was like, and this is just me is just my own situation. But I was like, when that happened, I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. I went on vacation. I went to Disneyland monthly. <laughs> monthly <laughs> I, was, I had a job like, yeah. and I realized now that everybody had that. So I realized that that situation was not ideal for a lot of people, but, but I was, ble- but like, that's when the whole quiet cleaning thing, I was like, shut, I was like, shut yeah. the hell up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Because like your investors are the same way. Like I, there was one guy, I actually interviewed him on my podcast and then he was like all the next day, like this quiet quitting bullshit. And I was like, dude, stop. What are you doing? Yeah. Cause if your investor one day, if you're not good for your investors balance, sheet one day he'll chop your head off too. Oh, for sure. Like we're all expendable. Yeah. That's right. why COVID Todd. That's why I love sales. That's why I love teaching people mm-hmm. sales because that's a skill that you'll never lose. And this was a question that I had for you guys. Um, was this like, was sales always the dream? No. Oh my gosh. I thought I was going <laughs> to die before I ended up in sales. I literally no. like. And you know what's funny? I hear that all the time. Oh yeah. But go ahead. Tell I, me your story. But growing up, I was like, I would never do sales, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And after college, I went into human resources and I was like, I love people. I love problem solving and I'm going to go into HR. I hated it. I hated it so much. <laughs> and so my friend, he was over at Instructure and he was, Marie and I were at Instructure at the same time, but we didn't know okay. each other. <laughs> two different teams. Um, two different teams. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you just need to come interview, come try this sales role. I promise like, it's not as bad as you think it is. So after months, I finally was like, all right, I'll go over, I'll interview. And I left that interview and I was interviewing with um, our, my former boss, Shelby. Oh and yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Shelby was my boss at Instructure and she brought me over to Via. I love her. And I realized I love sales. I was like, this is problem solving. It's relationship building. And I don't have to like babysit a bunch of people who are older than me and I have to deal with their drama. So like it was great. Right. Yeah. And, and then I was and like, getting paid more too. I'm getting paid more, oh, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. I have way more flexibility too. And yeah, now I'm like, and you're good at it. So there I you go. It. That's yeah. it. That's a wrap. Yeah. It's like literally I'm like, well, now I know my career. Like I got very lucky. Like yeah. this is what I want to do. And I love it. That's cool. So never thought I'd end up here though, but that's cool. <laughs> glad I did. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you, you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a podcast talking about sales. What about you, Ryan? Um, my story was I went to school for exercise science. Yeah. I grew up really athletic, always wanted to be a PT, help other athletes, physical therapy, training, all that stuff. So I went to school for that. And um, my senior year of college, they changed it from a master's to a doctorate. And I was like, Oh, you had to get a doctor to be a, p- a physical, physical therapist. Yeah. Oh, I was dang. Like, I well, I probably don't want to do four more years of school because I'm already burnt out. So I was like, nope, I'll just call. You, you, so you got your master's? I got my bachelor's. Okay. I got your okay. Because once they changed it, I was like, yeah. No, yeah. You're like, well, yeah. Then I'm not, I could two more years was like a little more feasible. Like four more. I was like, well, I don't know about that. Sure. So that I was like, no, nope, not going to do that. <laughs> 
Um, and then I actually started working for my dad. He owns his own company here in, in Utah. And that's like my first sales job. And but my whole life growing up, I've been around, you know, an entrepreneur. He's had his own job. I've always, you know, most of our dinners was dad, I love you. But they were, <laughs> you know, him taking phone calls or like having conversations. So I was always mm-hmm. hearing how he would communicate and talk with people and moving things along. And then also he was always going on these cool trips with his <laughs> clients and all this stuff. And I was like, what is this world that you're living in? Yeah. So I started working from him and started doing sales. And that's when I officially like got into sales. And from there, like went into more t- a tech sales type of role. Mm. Um, and yeah, just been in it for like yeah, seven or eight years now. So that's sick. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's always interesting to hear how people got to where they are because it almost always is that way. Mm-hmm. Like almost, I've, I mean, 200 plus people, whatever. Almost every time it's like, no, I had no idea. Yeah. But it's it's cool because you just take the opportunities that come, right? Like, oh, yeah. like, oh, you might as well, right? Because like, what's the worst that can happen? You take it, you go to the interview. Yeah. It's some, it's some brony. And he's like, he pisses <laughs> you off. So you leave. Yeah. I, like that was my first interview in tech sales. Because I've been in sales, but like on the retail, like consumer side of sales. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I want to break into tech sales. It's going to be dope. There's going to be a lot of money. And that wasn't my experience. Mm-hmm. Like I've always made more money outside of tech, but it's just different. Right. Yeah. Like, but that's cool. But I also felt like tech, I never got like a lot of respect. Mm. Um, and not like, what was me? Cause I did fine in the sales, but like, <clears throat> but it was just weird. Cause they were like, I went into tech and they were like, I was like, yeah, I have like 10 years of sales experience. Like I'm, I'm good, bro. I know how to do this. I promise. But they didn't see it like that. They were no. like, if you didn't have tech sales, you don't have any yeah. sales. You didn't know. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, so I always had a chip on my shoulder. I always had something to prove. Um, then it ended up working out fine. But yeah, it was just wild how that all happened. But it's funny because like I grew up in the exact opposite. We grew up in a factory town, farming town. You like if you were a guy, you graduated and ended up in a factory. Mm-hmm. And if you were a girl, you ended up might end up in HR or like mm-hmm. a stay at home mom or something. And there's nothing wrong with any of these, but like that was the path. You just went here or you went here. Mm-hmm. And like, it was, it was like, like predestined. Yeah. It was like, yeah. that's it. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And so what was funny was like, I told the story earlier today, but like, you know, how they do the most likely two awards. Yeah. So one time in high school, I saw the cafeteria was selling like a la carte snacks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, these are expensive. I was like, I, I know I can go to Walmart and get these for cheaper and yeah. sell them for cheaper and still make money. So I did that for like ever. Stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they, then the school came in there like, you can't do that. Were you doing it like out of the back of the trunk of the Heck car? Yeah. Like well, super like my sketch. locker, like my locker right there. Like, <laughs> That's all right. Amazing. And we were like taking cash. It's and like, like the black market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like selling. And then I would do like other things and sell other things. And so in, the, in high school, because no, but no one knew, but everybody thought I was like, some people didn't buy from me and because they were like, well, I know you bought that from Walmart for nothing. Like, why are you selling it for more? Like, cause I can, Yeah, right. you know what I mean? But like, and so it would work or whatever, but like, um, all through high school. So four years, the only thing people remembered me, I got the most likely to be a con artist award. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Because like no one knew what a, no one knew what sales was. Didn't right. You, like, didn't you go to a car salesman? <laughs> <laughs> then I went to be a car salesman and that was no. And that was, I mean, it was the same thing though. It was like, yeah, you might as well have been a used car salesman, right? which I was for a long time. But, <laughs> but like, you know, the car sales game is changed. Yeah, no, 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 we no, can no. take out my line, please. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. <laughs> Roast me. This is the whole point of the show. Um, no, but it was just funny because like, it was funny because like, 
Yeah, they didn't know. Nobody knew what it was. And so that's why I went back to my high school to have like an entrepreneur program mm -hmm. so that you wouldn't win the most likely to be a con artist award. I was like, yeah, actually, you know, I don't know. It's, a, it's always those weird flexes. But you're like, actually, my house payment costs more than you make a month. So, yeah, like, so it's not a big deal. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. it. I'm a con artist, right? <laughs> no, but it's just funny because like not a lot of people know that. Like I grew mm -hmm. up in a really I mean, it was just like and nobody knew. You know what I mean? And if you if you didn't go one of those two paths, you maybe you were like one of the only CPAs or like the only there was like one doctor in our town. Like, like you were like dentist. the you made yeah. it. <laughs> they were like, Wow, it. you're the chiropractor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, it's just it's just funny how it all works out because I never I was gonna be like an engineer because that's mm -hmm. all you were good could be. Like if you wanted to be something more than like a line worker at the factory, yeah, you like got a master's degree or whatever engineering but then i i took my first engineering class i was like nope and then i was like got my accounting degree went and shot out a cpa that's why we were making fun of them earlier yeah. i was like no yeah. nope nope not doing that that's stupid you sunny that's your plug <laughs> <laughs> by the way what a great idea because every bookkeeping sucks oh my gosh I'm it's like, so smart i want to use you guys when we can do the free home <laughs> sweetie because i'm bookkeeping and i'm like so much yeah, well, it's, it's so, you're either doing like you're either doing like an excel we're yeah, using like QuickBooks. Wave or something like that. Oh, don't use QuickBooks. Go to like Wave. Okay. Wave's free and it's easier. Okay. <laughs> or I'll just give you, I'll share with you a bookkeeping Excel sheet. Here <laughs> you go. Because I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like in charge of getting like the LLC and everything set up, which we got set up. <laughs> but I'm like, look at you. Like, I don't, I, you're learning like, so much. Right. This is amazing. But yeah. That, yeah, but I'm go so back, scared. Back to your point. Like nobody tells you that. Like how no. do you file for an LLC? And you I like search everything right. and it's all this legal language and nothing makes sense. And I'm like, let's just pray that I did this right. And I don't get in trouble. <laughs> like, right. That's like what it comes down to. I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. And like everywhere charges you like there'd go. I'd go to certain services. And yeah, like legal zoom or something. Yeah. Like that. And they just like charge you a ton. Yeah. Way a lot of money. Yeah. Which like they got me. <laughs> good business but oh like, yeah oh no I, there's some things that i don't know i like we have like well fun like i have a pod i have an attorney for the podcast mm -hmm. funny story about how that happened but uh, <laughs> but it did somebody didn't think somebody thought they were not going on a podcast they like i published it and they were like they're like i they're like why did you do that and i was like what did you think we were doing and i was like he goes, well, I thought we were just like having a conversation. I was like, with microphones and cameras. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, wait, is it the same and setup? There's microphones and there's a yeah, camera? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is this normal And for I was him? like, <laughs> he was like, well, and he said some wild stuff on that he wasn't proud of. And I was like, well, that wasn't my fault, dude. Right. We were having fun. We well, were laughing. I didn't know he was on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so he got an attorney. I had to get an attorney. And so now I have one. But like, yeah, now he sets up all my stuff because I do the same thing. I was like, just do it. Smart. It's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, no, I appreciate it guys i almost said yeah you can roast me for that I, um, I appreciate it <laughs> well okay i said guys but like dude is gender neutral that's always been i won't be offended i'm not <laughs> if you call I me go, dude or guys i'm like i'm yeah. not offended I know, yeah. I go, I go. well i know but i have had people get extremely offended you just be surprised about the people who i'm like you know what i meant man come on yeah um but anyway thank you for coming of course for having having absolutely um let everybody know how they can follow you if they want to do that LinkedIn, yeah, LinkedIn. Right. you guys can all follow me or you know if we want to start doing the Instagram route too sweet baby Ray <laughs> sick I don't, have, I don't have Instagram but I'll put it on there my LinkedIn's Megan Fisher and you can follow Ecom Sweetie which mm -hmm. is just Ecom Sweetie but it's S-W-E-E-T-Y 
like oh. fashion sweetie, you know, like those memes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. That's what it's based <laughs> off of. And then That's my sweet. personal Instagram is Megan Fisher 225. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much. Well, Thanks thank for you. Having us. All right.